it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I'm Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. As the Michigan football team prepares for its return to action against Purdue, more reports continue to surface about the program's alleged sign stealing. We bring you the latest and weigh in on potential repercussions coming up on Wolverine Confidential. Okay, guys, good to be with you here Thursday morning, 11.02 a.m. Uh, on November 2nd. Um, I say that because, you know, stories are coming out by the minute here. So I want our listeners to know when <laughs> when we spoke exactly. Uh, and let, let's bring let's bring them up to speed on the latest. And that is since we recorded. Hold on, hold yeah. on, hold on. Are we not going to talk about the biggest news story of the day? Uh, Isn't it Aaron McMahon's birthday? I, I was I was unaware. It is. It's not necessary to discuss. Appar- apparently, Facebook told me it's Aaron McMahon's birthday today, so I figured we should, you know, su- surprise him with a little song. <laughs> Happy birthday! Is it a big one for you? You kids are so young. You kids are so young. I don't know if it's a real milestone for you. Are is it or no? We're past that. Thirty-four. I'm getting up. No, okay, there, but... it's a very random number. Yes. Nolan Ryan's number. As this Texas Rangers won the World Series last night, Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer get rings. Uh, happy birthday to you, Aaron. A couple days before my daughters. Uh, all right. Well, there we go. You satisfied, Zook? <laughs> yeah, all right. Let's move on. <laughs> so the the late since we recorded, was that Monday we recorded, I think? Um, and the latest is that, or Tuesday, I guess. Yeah, it was Monday. Monday evening we recorded. Since then, we now have confirmation well, do we we believe that Connor Stallions was at a, a, a game, at least one Big Ten game? He was at the seems like he was on the sidelines uh, of Central Michigan for their game at Spartan Stadium against Michigan State. Um, you know, that would be we were talking about whether it's the gray area of whether if he was paying people to go to games, if he as a staff member was actually there, that's that that changes things a little bit. Yes. It would. It would. It would be a direct violation then, say bylaws, where you're on the field for imp- you know improper in-person scouting. That would be exactly it. Um, photos began circulating. I think Monday night. I'm sure folks listening to this have, have heard some some semblance of the story or read it. Um, there were photos circulating on social media Monday night, reportedly showing him on the sideline, CMU sidelines for a game against Michigan State on, on September 1st there in East Lansing. Um, CMU opened an investigation Tuesday morning, we were told. Uh, we have not heard a conclusion to that investigation just yet. 
But, you know, based on, I guess, the, la- the silence or lack of comment at this point would certainly point to that being Connor Stallions. Um, I, I can tell folks that I have, I have several sources up there in Mount Pleasant having, you know, I'm a CMU grad. I still have connections to the program. Um, I can tell you everyone I have texted asking to identify this individual in question, no one has been able to do it. So you would, it would point to, you know, any, I guess, any program who, who know they I would, you know, I would, it would be safe to assume they'd be able to come out right away and say who it is, whether it's a GA or some type of analyst or low level staffer. Right. <laughs> um, no one has come out and said, yeah, this is our guy. So that signals to me right then and there. It is probably Connor Stallions. Um, CMU coach Jim McElwain, a former Michigan assistant, um, was asked about this Tuesday night after CMU played a game against Northern Illinois. He said, you know, he said that the CMU folks there are trying to get to the bottom of it. At one point, he referenced to uh, the guy as the science stealer guy, which got a quite a quite a bit of a laugh from me. So, <laughs> um, if this in fact is Connor Stallions, and it certainly looks like it, um, that would be a direct violation of the NCAA bylaw eleven point or six point one or whatever it is regarding in person scouting. Um, that would be a level two violation, I do believe, and with the potential for probably more. Um, and yeah, and that was the question, right? Did he actually violate NCAA rules? And we weren't quite sure yet, um, but I think this would certainly put it over the top for that. Yeah, it's, we talked about this leading up to the uh, season when Jim Harbaugh was going to be suspended. We joked about that he might pull a stunt like this and, and go into incognito in disguise on the Michigan sideline. Um, and now and now here it is kind of potentially uh, really happening before our eyes. Um, yeah, the another uh, another thing that came out um, even more recently was that the Big Ten coaches call um, with the, the new commissioner, Tony Petiti, um, you know, happened this this week, uh, just the other day, Wednesday. Um, and, you know, apparently all were on the call. Is this a weekly thing, you guys? Do you know if this is still a, a, th- a weekly thing or monthly thing or? I don't know if it's weekly. It's it's pretty regularly. I know they do it several times a year. I mean, it's they are scheduled. They kind of they tend to discuss, you know, whether it's scheduling issues or issues that come up on the conference, you know, uh, things like that. Um, I, I, but I, I don't know if it's weekly. Nonetheless, I mean, they, they did hold one Wednesday night, uh, according to ESPN, um, and it sounds like most of the call uh, call lasted uh, apparently about ninety minutes, according to Pete Thamel. Sixty of those minutes basically were used to um, to discuss the Michigan uh, situation. Uh, and it sounds like several coaches aired their grievances. They their words were thrown around like tainted, fraudulent, unprecedented. They were clearly frustrated. Um, Thamel described the call as both intense and emotional. With one Big Ten coach asking, "Quote: What are we waiting on? We know what happened." Um, so the coaches want Big Ten Commissioner Tony Batiti to investigate. They want them to punish Michigan. Uh, we'll see what goes from here. I mean, it's important to point out that. The NCAA is investigating. I suspect the Big Ten is waiting to see what comes of that. The problem is with the rest of from the at least the rest of the Big Ten. If you're a coach in the conference, you know you don't want uh, time to go. You know you want Michigan to be punished as soon as possible if they are found in in violation of some of this stuff. So there's clearly pressure being pushed uh, put on Petiti to act. Uh, we don't know if he's going to. Big Ten rules or sportsmanship policy seems to allow Petiti to offer um, hand down some type of punishment. But anything serious in nature would have to go through a, a separate kind of joint committee to get approval. So it, even if the Big Ten were to act on this, it probably wouldn't be a very timely situation. It would probably take a while. Um, so whether it's going to affect Michigan's season, I guess, remains to be seen here. I don't know about you guys, but it, it seems like if if the the coaches want more immediate action, I mean, no, none of them have gone on record yet 
um, and calling out Michigan. It's all been anonymously. And you would think, all right, if, if a coach actually comes out and, and, and identifies themselves and calls out Michigan and wants action, maybe the Big Ten would take that more seriously then. So it's, again, it, it's, there's been. You some- want them to do that? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's, I think it's, it's one thing that they're already doing it kind of, you know, they're, they're doing it to the commissioner clearly in, in, in these private calls. You want them to kind of be more, even more public in their, in their infighting. I mean, they are supposed to be a unified conference that compete against each other on the field, but I don't know. That'd be an interesting look. It, it would, but like, if, if the coaches are that upset about it or the 80s are that upset about it, like, what's, I mean, then, then put your name to the your comments, I guess. I mean, that's just that's my view of it. And it would certainly make things a little bit juicier. But I mean, right now it's just all been anonymous this, anonymous that, and yeah, it, it's really kind of getting old. <laughs> I want someone to have have some spine. Well, well, the public would probably prefer that. I can tell you, you know, the, the call probably itself is, you know, it speaks for itself, right? The commissioner knows who is speaking up. He knows who he's right. talking to. He knows who's complaining. And I think if you're the Big Ten, just from an image standpoint, you probably don't want all this being spilled out to the public. I mean, there's been enough reports as it is out there that Michigan's, you know, that they have not made Michigan look particularly good in the situation. So I, I think if you're Petiti, you would prefer handling all this behind closed doors. Um, yes, reports have come out that coaches are unhappy and frustrated. Um, but if, if they start coming out, you know, one by one or even as a group and, and putting names to it, um, it I think it's going to fan the flames even more just from a conference wide perspective. So I, I don't think they'd prefer that. They got their big TV deal. They'll be fine. And and the big TV deal, that's what Tony Petiti wants to be working on. He wants to be working on this, the scheduling and, and you know, bringing in new members into the conference. Uh, not not this. I mean, I think about Kevin Warren, his predecessor, you know, officially took the reins of the job in January 2020, you know, had all of two months before a pandemic hits the, the world. And, you know, he's forced to deal with with that, the fallout from the basketball tournaments being canceled and then the football season getting delayed and that whole disaster. And now here's Tony Petiti. I mean, who could have expected this is, would fall on his lap so early in his tenure? So. My guess is he doesn't want to have to do anything. I don't think people get into these positions to be, uh, you know, rule enforcers and, and and lay down the law and hand out punishment. So I think he'd prefer to kind of pass the buck to the NCAA. And we all know how that process, you know, how slowly that would go. Um, but I don't know. With this news of this call, with uh, news of Stallions officially, not officially, but uh, more evidence that he actually was at games. Does this change your opinion on whether you think anything will happen this season? Because I know I was against it. I think you guys also both said you didn't think anything would happen this season. Has that changed in the last, you know, 72 hours? No, I, I do think it's becoming more apparent or obvious that rules are broken here. But again, as we've discussed before, these NCA investigations and stuff, these things don't happen very quickly. So I, I still don't think Michigan's going to face any penalties th- this season. Um, certainly it could come down the road, whether it's next spring or, or down, you know, whether, whatever the case may be, but I don't see the big 10 or the NCAA moving fast enough to do anything. I, I do think the pressure on Petiti, um, may prompt him to do something, but again, I don't, I don't see that process playing out here in the next eight weeks. You know, there, there is a process here, right? Like even if he does open an investigation and decides to hand down some type of penalty, Michigan will be, it has to be given time to respond. And then if it's a serious enough penalty, Again, it goes to that independent uh, committee, joint committee with the Big Ten that has to rule officially. So it, 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 we're, we're cutting it close here. If this had happened, if this had come out maybe 
in the summer, early in the year, maybe something else would have come down in time. But no, I, I, I still don't see anything happening to Michigan, at least immediately. Yeah, and I'm sure the the Big Ten might just well. No, that's probably not correct. That they would be ruined for Michigan just to to lose and not make the Ten Championship on their own, so they don't have to deal with the backlash. But again, if you Michigan is probably the best shot at the, at the conference winning a, a national championship this year too. So it's a tough position for really everyone involved right now. And and like Aaron said, I think the the process takes will take too long and we're already into November here. And I mean, the big 10 championship is just over a month away. So yeah, it, it could be a, it could be a kind of a tainted stained look if Michigan does make it there. And I'm sure there would be a lot of uh, talking heads throughout the country that, that maybe would let, want to put an asterisk on it, but it's just what is what it is at this point. And um, as we've seen, there's, there's been, it's been retroactive. Like people will take away wins or forfeit wins, but like it's always after the fact. It's it's really never been uh, an immediate or quick response. This is just unique in that information just keeps coming out so regularly um, and it's a steady, steady drip. Again, we mentioned like the Kansas basketball situation. You didn't hear about that every day for six years, <laughs> um, you know, before the punishment came. So it's, it is interesting. I wonder if, um, you know, if Michigan continues to to dominate teams, nothing will change, you know, what they had previously done. But like the news came out before the Michigan State game. Connor Stallions was not at that game on the sideline giving, you know, Michigan's coaches real time information. And I guess you could argue that the information he'd already acquired could could have been helpful, you know, and may still be helpful for these future games. But you'd think teams had have now the opportunity to completely change their signs and make that moot. So if Michigan continues to dominate like that, I wonder if that will change, you know, the, the narrative that it was um, how, of how beneficial it really was for the team. Yeah, you're hundred percent right. And, and I think it would certainly be a, a you know, a way for Michigan to, to, to you know, like, like you said, turn, turn the narrative, you know, folks to say, well, you use signs to cheat to win these games. Well, you can point to a 49, nothing win or at Michigan state or a 52 to three win over Purdue or whatever the case may be. They're going to have to dominate these games. They're going to have to win um, emphatically. I, I think to get folks to maybe, you know, uh, you know, poo poo some of these allegations and accusations, because if they would look if they win a game close or heck, even if they lose, you know, it could go the other way too. Right. What if they go into Penn state and lose uh, and, and folks say, well, you know, maybe you weren't as good without your sign stealer guy. So uh, it's really going to cut both ways. I, I, I do think, um, you know, I'm, I'm really fascinated to see how they play in, in these, you know, down the stretch here, especially Penn state and Ohio state. Um, there's a lot of accusations being thrown out there that maybe Ohio State's involved. Again, there's no evidence pointing that at this point, um, but it just there's just it's a lot going on here, and I, I don't expect it to to you know to stop anytime soon. Yeah, I don't think that narrative can change until Penn State and Ohio State. I mean, even if they do beat Purdue fifty-three to three, like Aaron said, or something like that, it's because they're the the much better team. I mean, just like Mission State, that Mission State's lost six games in a row or something like that. Like they're they're awful. Purdue's two and six. They're awful. So I don't think that that I mean that will change. It doesn't matter what the store is on Saturday night. That the the narratives are going to linger until. Uh, Penn State, and if they go into uh, Happy Valley and, and dominate the Nittany Lions, okay, then it's like, all right, maybe that there's some something to that. But um, uh, until then, I, I don't think there's much they can do in, in that regard to change it. Yeah, and I think you're delusional if you don't think this Michigan team is exceptional, you know, regardless of, of some of this stuff. But obviously, um, I can understand why some of these coaches would be using the words they're using. Uh, we said we wouldn't get into too many conspiracy theories on this podcast, so feel free to punt on this one. But again, with information continuing to come, 
is there anything to some any any truth to you know this a, a coordinated effort uh you know where the where national media members are being used potentially as 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 puppets or at least you know the messengers here um to kind of make this as damaging to Michigan Michigan as possible because if you had your PR playbook on how to you know kind of ruin a program here you, th- this seems to be following that as far as the 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 drips and the leaks it is you know the slow drip doesn't make Michigan look good because like you said it seems like it's a daily basis where some new information comes out now there was a period there where things were coming out on a daily basis you know whether stallions bought tickets to games or tra- had video transferred to them or whatever the case may be all that generally fed into the allegations that were already out there so it was it was essentially additional information but I, I do think the the you know the um, realization the other day that maybe he was on the sidelines for CMU scouting Michigan State I think may have put this over the top in some people's minds because it went from as we discussed in previous podcasts Michigan exploring the gray areas of some of these rules to okay he's actually going incognito or potentially going incognito on the sidelines of an opponent so I, I think maybe that's put it over the top um, but yeah I mean you can make the case that there has been a coordinated effort to try and to try and quote unquote ruin Michigan. Um, it, it, I, I'm baffled at Michigan's response. They haven't done a very good job, in my opinion, of doing so. Um, yes, the NSA is investigating them, but the, at the end of the day, this is not a criminal matter. Like, there's no criminal allegations here. They're not. They didn't break any laws, at least that we know of at this point. Um, so it's it, it's fascinating to me how how like buttoned up Michigan has been to this point. Um, yes, Jim Harbaugh say he's had you know some comments. He did put out a statement denying everything. Um, but man, it, it just it seems like they're taking one hit after another on a, on a regular basis. Yeah, I mean they've basically made the Connor Stallions top topic off uh, off limits at the press conferences this week. I mean, yeah, I mean they started off with the Minter press conference saying he can't address anything. Harbaugh, uh, I tried to ask a, a player this week, and and uh, the Michigan PR member um, did, was did not allow the the player to answer the question as well. So they they're keeping things tight lipped but I, I do think Andrew that there is maybe some I mean it does seem like there's some dots that are connected back to a, a rival school or people with connections to a rival school but again it, it, we don't know enough yet to to definitively say that that this is a coordinated effort it, it definitely certainly appears like it could be um but I, I will say the one report that came out that um, the Wall Street Journal reported that that the extension was kind of off the table, and now it seems like Michigan is getting closer on an extension. That that one's kind of a, a, a maybe a, a big miss on, on the Wall Street Journal's part, and we'll kind of see what happens with that. Because if if Michigan if Harbaugh gets extended during all this, I mean that just adds a whole nother layer to this whole saga. It does. Uh, you know, you mentioned some of these interviews we've had. Is there anything we we already covered Harbaugh's because we we recorded our most recent podcast since then. But, um, you know, we had players on Tuesday night, uh, had a couple assistant coaches, including Jesse Minter um, yesterday. Anything from them, you know, related to the scandal or not, uh, you know, they want to share with our listeners? Not a ton. I will say I've, I've kind of gleaned that maybe some of these accusations and, and the chatter on social media and, and TV, I think in, in some ways is beginning to weigh on some of these players. I mean, we had one player, I think, say he deleted his, social, his Twitter account altogether just to avoid it. Um, and then, you know, we spoke with Jesse Minter on Wednesday, and he said he's trying to get through all this stuff. But it's hard not to not to see it. In, in fact, Minter said he, he basically admitted to reading the athletic article that came out Wednesday 
um, that surveyed 50 FBS coaches asking them about the Michigan situation directly. So it, it's hard to avoid it all. I, I do think they're seeing some of it, reading it. Um, I, I have to wonder if it's going to affect your psyche at some point, but um, they're just, they're not saying a ton, you know, perhaps, you know, perhaps, you know, smartly, um, you know, and it's hard to blame the players at this point. We don't know exactly what or if they knew much. Um, right now, I, I think this falls more on the, the staff more than anybody, especially, you know, Jim Harbaugh being the head coach. So, um, and, and it's too hard to glean anything from it, I think. But it, as the season goes on and if this stuff stays in the news like it is, um, it, it's got a way on them, you think. Aaron brought up a good point with the athletic survey. I don't know if you guys had, had a chance to read it, but I mean, there were 50 responses um, from from college coaches on on the level of severity of these allegations against Michigan on a scale of one to five. And only two responses were uh, were below a three and, and the most 23 were a five. I mean, were, were you guys surprised by that? I mean, how would you maybe categorize it at, at this point? Uh, I mean, I think that's always going to be tipped towards those that feel strongly about it because otherwise if that is like indifferent or they're, they're fine with it, maybe they're not as likely to respond or, you know, they're, they weren't the ones maybe being contacted to begin with. Um, but yes, that does, um, does go a little bit against what we've heard from coaches who have spoken on it publicly. Um, you know, those in the conference and, and those outside of the conference basically saying it happens. Um, you know, we try to, combat it we try to implement it ourselves to a certain extent but you know obviously there are lines that michigan has crossed and maybe even some more information about um that since some of those coaches spoke so that's probably what it, it gets at the heart at that that how elaborate maybe this scheme was the, the issue with asking coaches in the thick of it right now to to comment on this 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 situation is that we're getting more information as time goes on, right? Like the coaches that commented last week and at which point, you know, some of the early stuff came out that Michigan potentially was, you know, was, was doing all this stuff. Well, the reality, and we've heard this, this is pretty consensus is sign stealing is pretty, is relatively prevalent in college football. It happens all the time. So I, I think at the, the core issue itself, I think coaches are hesitant to go on the record and say, Hey, that's bad because I think behind the scenes, they know that a lot of it's going on anyway. But the more we learn about this Michigan situation, the more details that come out, I, I do think you're going to see some more nuanced takes. I do think you're going to probably see more folks come out against it, knowing that potentially Stallions was, do, you know, again, sending people out to games to get video. He was actually on the sidelines for other teams' games. Stuff that I, I don't think is is as, is as normal. Um, and, and again, as I said in the past, that maybe potentially went to extraordinary means to, to gather information. So, um, it's hard to say right now because folks are, are, are being asked to weigh in on an ever-evolving, you know, investigation with more details coming out. So it, not a surprise, I guess, especially when you're anonymous. Um, but I, I do, I do got to think some of these, these, these coaches are kind of thinking, you know, Hey, like, you know, we, we know what's going on. Like, you know, we do some of the stuff too. Uh, well, Michigan will play Purdue Saturday night at Michigan stadium, uh, 7:33 PM. Wait, there's a game this Saturday. <laughs> There is Saturday night. It's seven thirty-three. Okay, we set the clocks back afterwards, so you get that get extra hour uh, of sleep after that. Um, it's a Peacock exclusive game. No, just kidding. It's NBC, oh. regular NBC, folks. <laughs> uh, Michigan is a massive. Uh, I think it's thirty-two points currently favorite. I mean, this is just not expected to be a competitive game, but uh, we'll see. Um, and. What else? It's supposed to be in the fifties, like high for that, for that. But it's a night game, and it's, the sun's going to be down. It's going to be cold, but hopefully it stays dry for those fans out there. Um, 
And there's a couple basketball exhibition games Thursday, tonight, Thursday night. The women play uh, 7 o'clock at home against Saginaw Valley State. And then the men play tomorrow night, Friday, 7 o'clock against Northwood. Uh, this is the one and only, uh, you know, kind of public exhibition for the for the teams uh, before the regular season starts uh, early next week. So, um, yeah, basketball is here. We'll have coverage of it on MLive.com slash Wolverines.